All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast, uh, Tastemakers Creative Podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, do you, you know, all the no more, nor, all the normal social media mumbo jumbo. Um, but today we are excited. We have my dear friend, Ms. Carrie Snyder. How are you, Carrie? I'm great. How are you, Jim? Good, good. How's life been for you? I feel like every time we, uh, we connect, life's a little crazy. Yeah, I've decided that today I'm using the word that life is full, not busy or crazy. Ooh, look at mm -hmm. that. It's full. It's full. So what is your life full of right now? Uh, well, let's see. We can start with the very, very, very beginning, the basics, right? Yeah. Wonderful husband. Yeah. Some awesome kids, four dogs, and a couple businesses that we are running and managing. Dang. Super, super busy. That's insane. So let's go, let's go back real quick. You and I met at what? Leadership Fort Wayne, right? Leadership for one. Yep. And what were you doing there? Just personal development, hanging out, having a good time. Like what was your. Yeah, I think there was some personal development in there. And yeah. the other part of it, just trying to get more involved in my community. I love Fort Wayne. You love Fort Wayne. I do. Well, that's good <laughs> not for not being from here, right? Well, I, I grew up next door, Columbia City. Okay. Right. We just had a guest on. It's from, he still lives in Columbia City, actually. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Carrie. I feel like I know you for a couple of things. You start businesses. You love being crazy, like not being crazy, but having a lot going on, right? Full life. Right. Um, you love your dogs. I do. What is something that you wish more people would know that you care about? Like what's something that you care about that you want more people to know about? Ooh, I think that's something I wish. Hmm. That's a really good question. I wish more people knew how much I really am strongly for people just being kind to each other. Really? That is sort of one of my passions. I just want to shout it from the rooftop rooftop sometimes like, oh my gosh, just be nice to each other. Right. Yeah. Is that part in part because, I mean, if people don't know, you are one of the owners of Sky Zone. I am. Right? I am. So is that in part from working with youth all the time? Uh, maybe more from working with the public. How about that? Ooh, please explain. <laughs> explain. Uh, the teenagers are great. They really are. And they're, they're, growing up and they're learning and they're figuring out who they're going to be. And, you know, I've just seen times where a, a grown man might be having a bad day and he's making a 16 year old cry because, you know, something happened. And I think, um, or, or didn't happen or somebody was late or this or that. And I think sometimes we just transfer our own frustration onto a stranger and that makes them upset. And I just think that's not fair. We do that all over the world. Road rage, mm. you know, just be nice to each other. And so what are you, are you, does that mean, let me say, let me say this when you are coaching, cause you coach a lot of youth through, uh, what you do, right. Mm -hmm. Is this something that's super near and dear and you try to implement in all of your employees, all of your team members? I would say that it maybe is not something that's an overt conversation with them as much as we try to model that for them. We try to make sure that when they walk in the door, they're being greeted warmly and we're just happy and excited to see them that mm -hmm. we're making sure that their work environment is positive mm -hmm. and then they can then transfer that onto the rest of their lives, whether it's with their friends or with their, with a guest downstairs or even in their home lives that they, the, we're filling them with goodness so they can turn around and take that out back in the world. That's super cool. Um, so sky zone is the place that a lot of this happens. Can we yeah. talk a little bit? How did you even get into something like that? It wasn't something that was here in the Midwest. I'm from DC. So I've seen stuff like this a lot. Yeah. How did, how did that even come about? How did Sky Zone happen? So I went to Sky Zone Fishers, literally put on Facebook, we have a day off school. I, I want to take my kids on a, a, a road trip. Any ideas? 
And one of my friends from Indianapolis said, they just opened a trampoline park. Come down and, and meet me. And yeah. you weren't one of those moms like, oh, you're going to break your arm. No, I was like, well, first of all, I always wanted a trampoline when I was younger. Yeah. Nobody will ever let me have a trampoline. So I was like, I'm down. Let's go. Make it happen. Yeah. So I met her there and we jumped and I just had so much fun. None of the kids had their face down in the screen. Everybody had rosy cheeks. Everybody was smiling. And I literally just said, I want one. You just said I want one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and so then you made it happen. Like, what was that started the road of what? Like, yeah, I mean, I asked the manager there. I said, so how big does a place have to be to have one of these? And they said a million people. And I was like, oh, that's never going to happen. Fort Wayne's not big enough, and I can't move. So um, I came back home and I talked to Mark, and he said, Mark, my husband. Mm -hmm. He said, just call, find out, start the process. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I did. And it turns out they said Fort Wayne was big enough. Really. Um, and then we just started the discovery process, mm -hmm. but you know, it was from the time that we, it was almost a year from the time I went to Sky Zone for the first time to the time that we signed our lease in Fort Wayne. Wow. And jump through hoops, going to meetings, all that, all that jazz. And then what was Mark, your husband doing at that time? Uh, he, he works technically for you, right? I mean, technically. technically. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that time he was going to school and he worked at club soda and, uh, so he stopped that. And so we launched in both full time. So literally you guys just full all in. Right. I mean, he didn't quit his job right away. I all did. Right. I did after a couple of months. I thought, okay, I'm going to really pursue doing? this. I was managing the Fillmore on Broadway downtown. Jeez. That's a big, uh, big, big task. It was pretty fun. Do you think that played into kind of your spirit of wanting to start something, being a manager of something that's always changing like that? Well, I think one thing that it really did was just spur my desire to own my own business. Why? Because I was managing somebody else's business and I have ideas and dreams and... So you're a dreamer. And I didn't want... And I like I like to be the one to call the shots. Ooh. So... So would you say you were unhappy and that's why you started or you just really genuinely wanted to see, hey, this is something I want to do. Let's do it. I don't... Yeah, I, don't, I wasn't unhappy in my job. My boss was great. Super loved Phil mm -hmm. and working with him and um, it would just seemed like the next step. It seems like the case for a lot of people I talk to lately is it's when they do something that's cool like that, it's just naturally seems like the right thing to do. Right. Would you say that's the case? I think so. Awesome. It was definitely meant to be. So you started Sky Zone and then what? Did you just, it exploded like crazy or? Because you don't own just this Sky Zone, right? Yeah. So uh, as at first I thought this would be a really great job and like that would be really fun. And then I sort of got into that and I thought, oh, I could really sort of expand what we're doing here. And so we ended up getting the uh, rights for Toledo and then the South Bend, Mishawaka area as well. Jeez. So you're running, that's what, three of them? That's three. Yep. And you have how many kids? Four. And how many dogs? Four. <laughs> that is, I don't, I, I have, I have trouble just keeping track of the one thing that I got going on. My wife's always having to remind me of calendar events and whatnot. And you keep track of all that. We do have a very shared calendar and we've been, have marching band kids and show choir kids and cross country. Ta and pause for a minute. Show <laughs> choir kids. Cause that's super involved. That's right now. That's going on right now. Oh my, do you ever sleep? Yes, I do. I like sleep a lot. I don't watch TV though. I'm not very good at it. I can understand that. Yeah. It's not something that we do very much here. Uh, so you started uh, Sky Zone. Things are going crazy good. Um, I actually had my bachelor party at Sky Zone. I don't know if you knew that or not. That is so exciting. And I think you told me that after we met. And I was like, oh, there's probably a picture of you somewhere. Because we usually make you all sit on the bleachers. and like, Oh, really? Bachelor party. Yeah. No, it was one of the best things. Like, we still remember it to this day. All of us talk about playing dodgeball on the court and getting smashed by some little kids. That, <laughs> that's <laughs> but, awesome. But it was a great time. 
Uh, so you're doing Sky Zone, and then we meet at Leadership Fort Wayne, doing cool things, and we got to work with a nonprofit, right? Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, why we we specifically chose mental health, and you've mm-hmm. you've already mentioned um, you just want people to be nice to each other. I do. Why is mental health such a big deal, in your opinion? Yeah. So we worked with Remedy Live, and they have the anonymous text to chat mm-hmm. and the Get School Tour. And I think from my perspective, you know, working with the teenage teams at Sky Zone. You know, that's near and dear to my my heart. And I've had, um, you know, some of our team members have struggled with um, suicide attempts. And thank goodness there's been no suicidal completions mm-hmm. on our teams. Um, but I just know that there is such a need for that outreach. Um, we're working, that's really focused on our teenagers. And that's going to be, you know, our next group of young adults and adults coming through. So we want to make sure that they all get the help that they need when they need it. And is that also because you have kids of your own that are in that same age c- category? I do. I do. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, the, I think my kids and I, they don't share everything with me, but we do have a pretty open conversation. Sometimes they share too much, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I also recognize that not everybody has a good support system. Yeah. And so just being able to offer that, you know, through Remedy Lives text to chat was important to spread that. And then, then our group took that to the next level, Mm -hmm. trying to get that to businesses, the businesses and the adults and the working force. So being a mom of four, do you feel like you're actually a mom of like maybe, I don't know, a thousand with all the kids that you have? At- Gosh, um, it was kind of funny because in 2013, one of my Sky Zone team members started calling me Sky Zone Mama. Really? And so that has, that has stuck. And <laughs> even though I try to not always have it stick, um, even as we've walked into a, some new ventures in mm-hmm. our lives, um, there are some people in that new venture calling me mama as well. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, is that something that you value? Like being able to hold that title of somebody that's not uh, your physical child? Well, I think part of that is that for me, that's just representation that they know that I've got their backs, that I'm there for them and we're looking out for their best interest. Mm. So it is important to you. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something to take lightly. That's no, for sure. not at all. Um, so with parenting and businesses and all that stuff, like what kind of keeps you going? What what gives you that drive to keep going? I don't know. I think I've been told that I'm a mountain climber. So there's sort of the what what's next that we're going to do. So we get past one thing. So there's we're off to something else. Like you summit one mountain, then you go to the next, and then yes. the next. <laughs> um, you know, and I think just enjoying every day. Because I think there's always a balance between um, – looking for what's next and just being happy in the moment. And I think I've got a really good balance of doing both. How do you keep that balance? Cause it'd be very easy. And at least this is just my thought here. Um, you see success in one is like, sweet, I got it. Let's I'm good. But how do you balance the, the wins and the losses? How do you balance the, I'm feeling really motivated today. I'm not feeling very motivated today. Or do you feel motivated every day? Shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't feel motivated every day, but I know that there's a, um, I'll take my planner and I'll check off a few things. And uh, listen, I'm not the most organized person. I am not the one who's doing everything. Uh, I was thinking about this this morning as well. And I thought, oh, my life is really full, but I don't do everything. I'm just really good at getting other people to do things. So <laughs> coordinating where, everybody else. Where did you learn that? I don't know. I think I'm the youngest child and maybe I'm a little bossy. Youngest child <laughs> and maybe a little bossy. <laughs> That's how you learn to be successful people and be the youngest. I don't know. And be a little bossy. <laughs> Just using my superpowers for good now. So in the self-discovery process of figuring out that those are your powers, um, did you ever struggle young, like when you were younger, like what what the heck am I supposed to do? And a lot of people that we're talking to these days are like, 
man, I went to school for this, but now I'm doing this and it's completely different. Yeah. I mean, that's like, so I went to school, I have a finance degree and, um, I always knew I had a more creative brain. I was musical and did all Mm. that stuff when I was younger creative can't draw though don't make me draw and then right out of high school or i'm sorry right out of college i traded stocks for a mutual fund in indianapolis really yeah hated it i mean i did well because that's what i do but it just there was no it didn't feel like there was a lot of greater good going Mm. on Mm -hmm. making the rich people richer hopefully right that was the goal of the job um and it was a pretty stressful environment so after that, I stayed home with my kids for a while. I was home for 10 years and then I had a, a big life change and sort of had to bet on myself to make... Big life change. Oh, uh, I uh, well, we got divorced, had uh-huh. some time to figure out what I was doing next. And then, you know, now I'm on my own with Mark, right? Uh-huh. But it's, it's he and I are making our new way. Yeah. And so you like doing that a lot better, I'm assuming. I like betting on myself. Why? Just because you hold all the cards? Yeah. Like you make it happen? Well, if I bet on myself, whose fault is it if I fail and whose fault is, is it if I succeed, right? I mean, so. Mm-hmm. So then you completely not doing what you went to school for. Oh, you kind of are, right? Well, I mean, I have done a few journal entries, so. <laughs> <laughs> my QuickBooks look really good. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. That's like the one <laughs> thing I hate doing. It's terrible. I'll, I'll spend four hours doing it, and I still don't do as good as my wife in the hour that she touches it. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. But above what I love and what I really feel more alive is when I'm doing brainstorming and creative visioning. Those are the things that um, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff I'm made to do. Does that look different when, say, you and Mark, your husband, are brainstorming about business ideas versus you and your staff at SkyZone, who's, I don't know, way younger? Uh, well, we get more done at SkyZone when we brainstorm and dream because we've got sort of the mission, the task. But Mark and I have this giant list of like things we could do, should do. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Life consumes that. So that one gets put off to the side. Mm. My SkyZone sa- staff would say, we have this thing, it's called Carrie's Cloud. <laughs> and, and all of these ideas exist in Carrie's Cloud. And it's their job to get these ideas out of the cloud and make them happen. So mm. they're doing a great job of making the cloud happen. That's awesome. So it almost sounds like you're a little bit of a talent scout then. You know how to hire well. Uh, I've, I've got a really amazing team. So we've taken, our, most of them have, come up from a cashier or court monitor from the entry level to, you know, managers and general managers and regional managers. And, uh, my marketing manager that I hired, she's really does a lot of the carries cloud extraction <laughs> and my assistant. Those, those were two great things that took, that really enabled me to kind of be a little bit more free to do those things because they were the ones that were making them happen. And I didn't have to worry about dreaming and doing. Yeah. So then you'd rather focus on the dreaming. I would. Yes. Um, what's some of your dreams right now? Ooh, well, I'm back in school. I know that's crazy. So I'm getting my master's in organizational leadership. Um, not for any uh, like real reason other than I do want to learn some more theory on leadership so that someday Mm -hmm. if I want to write a book or speak or talk about it, Mm -hmm. uh, the lessons that we've learned, uh, I want to have more credibility to my name than I'm really good at managing teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear that a lot? No, maybe that's my own self-talk. Do so. you talk to yourself a lot like that? Like, do you struggle? I know every time I'm making a video or whatever, it's, I go through this roller coaster of emotions of it's great, it's bad, it's great, it's bad. People are going to love it. People are going to hate it. I shouldn't care what people think. Uh, I mean, there, there's a little bit of that. I try to stay away from the negative self-talk because mm. I just don't have time for that. Mm. Um, I Mark's a really good example of reminding me to stay away from that. I had a time where 
I wanted to learn how to do the handwriting, you know, the really pretty like handwritten stuff. Like, it's on like Pinterest or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the lettering, they call it lettering. 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 It's like a script. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, I bought a book and I bought some markers and I sat down and I said, I'm going to learn how to do this. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I started crying. <laughs> really? And, and, uh, and Mark looks at me and he says, Carrie, you can do a lot of things really good. It's okay if you can't do lettering. That's funny. So that's the big joke. I can't, I can't write nice. So it sounds like you're pretty hard on yourself then. Or like if you didn't have the support system around you, you would be. I, I could be, yeah. But, you know, I would also say like I had a really great dad. Really? You know, he was really good at just giving me a lot of confidence and a can-do attitude. Mm-hmm. You can, whatever you put your mind to it, you can get it done. And so I've sort of always operated with that mindset. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just give credit to Otto for that one. Uh, that's his name is Otto? Yes. So Otto played a huge influence in your life. He then. did. Probably mm-hmm. your biggest hero. Is that fair to say? I would say so. Yeah. Where did, um, you didn't grow up here, did you? Columbia uh, City? Columbia City, next and door. does he still live there? Uh, he's been gone for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, he grew up um, in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and his dad was a biochemist. He was really bu- busy doing a lot of big brained things mm-hmm. and very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other story, but he wasn't really like a, there for you, dad. Mm. So my dad made it his point to be a there for you, dad. Mm-hmm. And I was the youngest, so we did spend a lot of time together. And so that, um, I think that kind of his influence from his experience made my experience great. Do you think you try to be a there for you, mom, or a let's guide you in the right way and I'll be there if you need it, mom? Ooh, I'm not a helicopter mom, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, though I do know how to lock down anybody's iPhone. Just let me, <laughs> I can tell exactly what you've been doing on there, kids. Oh, um, man. the, uh, <laughs> but still there's uh, like, you need to take care of yourself. I'm not going to pack your bag before you go to your mm-hmm. meat or I definitely have not made a kid breakfast in a really long time. And they would probably say dinner too lately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I think we always have open lines of communication. That's really important from my parenting style. I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, but also, like, need you to figure it out. I was yeah. so proud. My daughter, her, she's 18. Her cup holder broke on her car the other day. Okay. She's trying to get it fixed. And she said, I said, I don't know if you can get that out of there. It's one of those where it kind of goes in, comes okay. pops back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, I, I, I don't know if you can fix it. She says, well, I watched a YouTube video. I know how to get it out. And I was like, oh, dear Lord, I'm doing my job. <laughs> yes. I did it. Now, if we could just get them to figure out how long to put something in the microwave without asking hey, how long it goes in. <laughs> that's still a challenge. That is still a challenge even as an adult. I'm just saying. Yeah. How long do we put this in for, Mom? Like, we are all guessing here. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it in increments, right? That yeah. way it doesn't explode. Yes. <laughs> oh, geez. So, great parenting tactics. I, I love that. And don't necessarily enable your kids by just answering everything, right? Yeah. Uh, almost... I don't want to say give them a chance to fail, but let them figure it out. Yeah. Would you say that you take that into business on some level? Uh, I mean, a lot. I think so. If somebody comes, to, if a manager or somebody comes to me with a question, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to ask them a question back. Mm. So uh, because we early on, we took this mindset, even at the very beginning, somebody comes to ask you a question like, what do you think the answer should be? Mm-hmm. And then so it sort of challenges them to have their own critical thinking skills. If, if I have to answer every question for them, I'm, then I'm not doing my job as a manager, as a leader. Mm, that's extremely well said, yeah. extremely well said. Um, so carrying that over into your new business, mm-hmm. should we talk about that a little bit? <laughs> we can talk about this. Are you sure yeah. we can? Is it allowed? 
Is it okay? Let's not name let's not name the the big company. The big company. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. big company that ends in an N. How about that? Maybe. Sure. It's no. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what is it that you're getting into now that is completely different from working with kids and going back to school? But I also do want to touch on school one more time. So we'll get back to that. I promise. Okay. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, what are you getting into now? Uh, so last uh, at the end of last summer. We launched an Amazon, nah, amazing. We launched a delivery service with a an online retailer. Yes. How's that? That's fair. That's okay. fair. <laughs> and what has that been like? Is that a crazy process? I mean, I'm assuming you've never done logistics and delivery before in your life, other than maybe what you did at the Fillmore, kind of, with planning yeah, events? Yeah, I don't even know if that, that qualifies. But you know, the good news is that most of the logistical part is sorted out for you. It's really about managing the teams and the vehicles that you're using. So... Mm. Those are the two key components in that part. So I felt like we had the we had the team part down, mm-hmm. and I thought I can. I've been managing teenagers. <laughs> I got this. So um, yeah. So now we have a pretty dynamic workforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere between you know seventy to a hundred. We had over a wow. hundred during the holiday season, and training and delivering packages, and uh, it's 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 kind of crazy. That's insane. It's insane. Have you had a lot of trial and error with it? Um, well, as far as like, so the, I think the biggest part is the team and getting a solid team hanging around. Mm-hmm. And the part of the, the challenge has been just n- that, that workforce has been t- notorious for turnover and for calling off and not showing up. So we're the delivery workforce, the delivery workforce. Yes. Yep. So we're still working through that portion of all of it. How do you deal with that? Like, I mean, packages still have to go. They still have to get there on time, but you have people quitting. Do you like jump in, Carrie, jump in a van and. Carrie hasn't jumped in a van yet, but Mark has. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he spent a couple of days delivering and especially if the weather was poor, but um, you overschedule, you incentivize, you motivate. And at the end of the day, it's, there's been a lot of really rewarding times where we've had, you know, drivers who have just had horrible situations in their lives and they're coming to work because they know it's positive and they, and they get positive feedback every day and they're not getting that in the rest of their life. Mm, interesting. So it's almost like you take what you've been doing with teenagers and being like sky zone mom. Yep. And then now let's take it over to delivery world and you're almost like that, but for adults. Yeah. I mean, there's many people who work for us who say they've never had bosses who were nice to them before. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? I mean, that's consistent feedback that we get. What does that do for you as a business owner then? Uh, I mean, that's very rewarding for us. It makes me sad for them from mm-hmm. previous. And we even, you know, we had one person who's no longer with us, but he said, I've just never been surrounded by so much positivity. Thank you. That's insane. Yeah. So that probably makes your day to hear. It makes it worth all the people who don't show up and call off. and <laughs> Yeah. Keeps the motivation going <laughs> a little go. bit. There. Yeah. Um, so you're doing this and to be clear and make it clear, you've now launched two businesses or would you say both of them are franchisees or how would you, how would you say that? Well, the first one is franchise, right? And the second one is partnership. Okay. Yes. It falls out of the franchise. Did it, Uh, did it bother you to be a franchise? Uh, no, because I can tell you, uh, I had no idea how to open a trampoline park. So... (laughs) (laughs) I could, I could probably do it now, right? Yeah. Um, just because I've been there and I've walked the path and I've managed 
know, three giant building projects and three giant renovations Mm -hmm. and all the hiring. I know how to open a business now, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, seven years ago, mm -mm, no idea. So did you ever get flack for being a franchise? Like as a business owner, did anybody ever say, Oh, you're not a real business owner. You opened a franchise. Nobody said that to my face. So (laughs) I think it's insanely whether you open a franchise or you open a coffee shop, it's it takes a it's a huge huge undertaking. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think I just want to see more people try than point a finger and say that's not a real business. You know what I mean? Well, and so from my perspective, what I have is I have you know well over two hundred relationships that I have around the country and around the world from people who own this exact same business that I do that we can say, hey, I'm struggling with this, mm-hmm. or what'd you do about that? What worked for you? And on top of that, we are able to, uh, I was recently on the Franchise Advisory Council. This sounds very highbrow, uh, which is basically the student council in high school where you have a lot of ideas and Mm -hmm. opinions and no real authority. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we'd meet with the executive team in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. once a quarter Mm -hmm. and just discuss the issues of the franchise. And Mm -hmm. I think if you could have opened the same business and, and not be a franchise, while they might have, you might have every decision you could ever make on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a lot of freedom in that space, but I have a lot of guidance and I have a lot of um, expertise from people who I think are smarter than me at running trampoline parks. So would you advise somebody if they're thinking about starting a business to maybe consider franchises? Oh, absolutely. If you've never opened a business before um, and you want to be your own boss, I think that's a great first step. Really? Uh, now, should they open a trampoline park or should they do like a I mean, Chick-fil-A? Not, or not a... here or South Bend or Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> But you would uh, highly recommend purely for yeah. the support system. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important. Plus there's the name brand too. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then part two of this, uh, woman business owner, right? Yes. Yep. Do you, I, I guess I could say what words of encouragement would you give to other women that would like to start a business? I think sometimes as women, we let our fears talk us out of what we think would be really cool to do. What fears? Uh, Whether you're not good enough or just all the the head trash that we get going that Mm -hmm. we don't deserve it or, you know, sometimes there's just all of our junk gets in the brain, in our brain from helping us succeed. And I would say, just go for it. Mm. And you can't do everything on your own. Uh, And that doesn't mean if you're a, a male or a female, you can't do it all on your own. So you have to enlist help. You have to get people on your team and to surround yourself with some cheerleaders who... Uh, don't think you're crazy when you say you want to open a trampoline park. Because mm. that was definitely crazy seven years ago. <laughs> got a got a little bit of crazy crazy looks when you said, I want to do this. Yeah, and we were trying to hire one of our friends. We're like, you should totally come do this with us. Come mm-hmm. like, you know, I want you to be a manager. And he was like, I just, I can't. I just, it doesn't make sense. He couldn't see it in his brain. And then he was there like opening week and he was like, I should have done this with you. Really? But he couldn't see it. Do you ever feel like in business, uh, being a woman business owner, you get looked at differently? I know there's been a huge culture shift and I think it's really cool uh, to see more businesses and more women-owned businesses doing cool things. Um, How do I say this? It's not a, there's no longer a traditional mindset of you're just a mom. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a, no, you're doing something that's really cool. You are, there is no anything different between a business that's opened by a man and a business that's opened by a woman. Would you say that that's true now? Or yeah, did I think you have a, to fight through some of that? 
I mean, I, I didn't really have any obstacles with being a female. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did bring on a business partner who's been amazing, mm-hmm. um, helping get some stuff done. And I remember the first time I met with the bank mm-hmm. and they wanted to go through our business plan. And we were at, at lunch and um, <laughs> I'm five foot two. So we're sitting here at this lunch and I'm explaining my business plan. I knew those P&Ls inside out. And mm-hmm. I just, I really was able to speak eloquently on it. And we walked out and this guy, man, he must've been six four, six five, right? So just size alone is intimidating. We're walking. Mm-hmm. I said, you just, he said, you did a really great job talking about your, your dream and your business. I was like, thank you. And so I was going to write him a thank you note when I got home. Yeah. I'm looking up his last name so I can make sure that I spell it right. Yeah. Uh, it was the president of the bank. Wow. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> didn't realize that. Sometimes I was glad that I didn't realize who I was speaking to when I was speaking to them. Yeah. So did you write him the note? I did. Yeah. Thank you. Did he write back? We got the loan. So it's fine. There this guy's in Fort Wayne's here. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So no, not very many obstacles then. And I'd say that's a win for our Fort Wayne culture. I think so. Fort Wayne has been so awesome. So awesome for our business here. Mm-hmm. Um, just the reception and... The willingness of other professionals to rally around us to mm-hmm. finance the sky zone to build the sky zone and just you know the permits it was so easy working with the city to get everything going so it was it was a really great experience that's super super cool um so do you still find time now um i guess you could say to coach other business owners other entrepreneurs i don't have as much time for that as i do you wish you did as i like maybe i need to simplify my life so i could someday but I think the conversation about mentor has been a mm-hmm. difficult one for me. Um, so time, right? So time. time. And I don't think I've ever really had a great female mentor that I've met with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because I'm my own person. I, maybe I'm a little different. I don't know. So you don't want to get into coaching at all? No, I would definitely get into coaching. I think that... Um, one of my passions is talking about leadership and how to make organizations better. And through that, you've got to talk to the people who are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think too, like your time is so limited. Mm. So where are you going to spend, spend your do good time in the middle of everything? So I'm working on that part of it. Um, what would you like to see your kids do someday? Do you think they will be business owners like you? Oh, here's a funny story. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> right after we opened Sky Zone, and um, my kids were playing beauty shop. I have three daughters and they were playing beauty shop. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you be the customer, you be the hairdresser, and I'm going to be the owner. <laughs> okay. So I've definitely kind of flipped their script on just the possibilities of what they might do someday. So to tie this back into school, because how old's your oldest now? Uh, 20. My, oldest, my son is 20. And graduated college? Uh, he decided college is not for him right now, so which that is, is okay. That is my question. <laughs> you're, you're here getting ready to go back yeah. to get your master's degree, yep. which is super impressive. You have a son that decided college isn't for him. Mm-hmm. Where where do you fall on that that topic? Like, is college a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it a neutral thing? Is it like what is it? There are so many components to college right now because he took a semester at a small school and it was expensive, and now he's working to get through that student debt that he took out for that se- semester, but. I mean, for right now, he's working at us at that awesome delivery service, mm-hmm. and he's learning a lot there. He's learning a lot of hands-on. He's learning HR. He's learning people management. He's learning learning hands-on skill. And it's funny because while I excel at learning and getting good grades and all that stuff, not everybody does. 
My husband is not built for the formal education system, but he is the best teacher that I know. Really? Like if you want to learn how to change the oil on your car and you don't know, he will be the most patient and the best at that. I would be like, not that I can change my own oil, but <laughs> I'm a terrible teacher. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of things on college because it's so expensive. And you expensive. shouldn't go into debt going to college. So if what? you go to college, don't go into debt. My other my oldest daughter, she's 18 and she's going to Purdue Fort Wayne right now and I'm really happy with that decision for her. Why? Uh, because her semester tuition bill was $3,700. <laughs> it's not too bad. No. Not at all. It's like, oh, yes, honey. Do that. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that we are making, seven. what, 17 is when they graduate high school or 16? 18. 18. Usually. I graduated at 17. 18-year-olds um, are making decisions that impact the rest of their life, not only from a career standpoint, but like you're saying, a, a fiscal standpoint. That's debt that people will never get rid of. Ever. Yes. Nope. And you're asking them to carry that. Yeah, and, and to say, okay, how am I supposed to know at 18 what I'm good at? You have no idea. No. No idea. I had no idea. This is just me talking here. When I was 18, I, I had no idea I'd be owning cameras and that'd be my living. <laughs> no idea. Yep. No idea. I think the only thing 18-year-olds are concerned with is who they're dating, who they're going to prom with, and then potentially, potentially, they might have an interest in something, like a sport or an extracurricular. Right. My daughter's a graphic art design major mm -hmm. right now. She's not loving all of her art classes. but So we'll see how it goes for her if she decides to do something else. But Do you think she will? Where uh, do you think her talents lie? I think she just needs to hang with it for a little bit and see see where it is. We've talked a little bit about she's so smart. She needs to be the boss somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, she'd be a really awesome police officer, I think, because she's taking no crap from nobody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but now she's th even thinking about maybe some military stuff too. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know what she's going to do. Interesting. We actually have a uh, project coming up with a police officer and she trains all the new recruits. Uh, so if you went in there, we can, we might be able to make that. Happen. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> um, so then perseverance is kind of what I'm getting out of that. Like you think that she might just need to persevere a little bit longer and figure it out. Yeah. I think so for her, she's not incurring a huge debt to do what she's doing. She's living mm -hmm. at home. She's taken care of us and live free as long as you can. Cause that mm -hmm. doesn't happen the rest of your life. No. Um, and see and see what she might like to do because we we had threw out some ideas like hey if you do graphic design add in a business minor so then someday you can like you're really marketable you can get a lot of different jobs you don't have to get stuck in one or the other. So would you say that's your best advice then for somebody that's young figuring out college no college is how figure out how you can make yourself marketable and doing what you enjoy. Yeah, and you know my my advice to my son when he was going to college was whatever you do make sure that you get a job when you're done with it. Mm. So he wanted to be a history major because he likes history, mm -hmm. but he didn't want to be a history teacher. He said he could work in a museum somewhere. And I said, what's the job market for that? Mm -hmm. You know, so let's, before you spend, if that was $40,000 a year or whatever for that school, like that's a huge amount of money. What job are you going to get when you're done with that? Just have a like financial consideration to mm -hmm. going to college and what it might cost. Is that something that you had when you went and got your bachelor's? Not at all. No? <laughs> Nobody even talked to me about that. Uh, I was fortunate enough that my mom and dad took care of school for me. And mm -hmm. uh, I had totally planned to go to DePaul University. Mm -hmm. uh, my boyfriend at the time went to Wabash College. And uh, that was like, you know, half an hour away. Mm -hmm. And then we broke up. Oh. <laughs> and so I thought IU sounded like a lot more fun and a lot cheaper. Mm. So, so you uh, went to IU then? So I went to IU. <laughs> Great experience. Uh, 
It was pretty good. Yeah. I, I didn't know that I loved being away from home and my family and all that. So I did kind of put, I pushed through and took extra classes and graduated in three and a half years so I could just get on with it. You're one of those people. Jeez. I think I would just, I just didn't love it. So. You didn't love it's okay. But you just said that you love academics and you're, you're built for education. But I, th- well, I'm good at taking classes, but I don't think I loved being away from family. My, my support group. That's fair. And, uh, you're clearly, you love being a mom. Like I do. Yes. Most days. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I mean, no arguing on the way to school is a, my new rule that I put in place today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably a good rule to have, but I just love them. You, the more, the older they get, the conversations we have, you know, it's just more fun every year. Mm-hmm. So if you had to trade, um, being a business owner versus being a mom, I mean, they're different in different ways, but you'd never, I'd never give up my kids. No, well, I hope you don't <laughs> give up the kids. I guess a better way to put that is, um, what brings you more joy to your life? Uh, a well-rounded life, not having to choose. How's that? Ooh, look at you with the answers. <sighs> I love it. I love it. Um, no, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, uh, I really admire that somebody can do so well in business yet not sacrifice family. Uh, I have so many conversations with people. It's like, you got to pick, you got to hustle here and then you're going to sacrifice there. You got to hustle here. You're going to sacrifice there. It seems like you don't. Well, I think one thing that owning my own business has given me the flexibility, but if I had a eight to five job where I couldn't pick up somebody from school at two fifteen, mm. where I can, you know, every, every Tuesday I leave sky zone at three so I can get home and take my daughters to, you know, their voice and piano lessons at four thirty at Sweetwater. So, mm-hmm. um, it gives me the flexibility to be there. Now, my that being said, my girls know that um, there was a snowy weekend, and so we went up to South Bend to, so that we could be there mm-hmm. during a bad weekend. And <laughs> you know, we're we're out of business. They they've been drug along to Sky Zone openings and sorted uniforms, and it's been like, okay, that's family business. We're all pitching in. Is that something that you wish you didn't have to do, or is that something that? you don't necessarily need to apologize to them for of like dragging them along to some of the business things. I mean, do they want new clothes and want to go on vacation? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very well said. I just hear stories of people like, yeah, I remember growing up and dad had his business. Mom had her business and we were at everything. And it's almost like they missed out on part of their childhood or what would be a traditional childhood with their friends. Do you feel like they miss out on any of that? I mean, the last uh, six months has been a little bit crazy having the extra business out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, they've had the best childhood. I mean, they they are growing up and their mom owns Sky Zone. <laughs> they get to go to school. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could go to Sky where, Zone where do we go? Free. What are we doing on Friday night? Who's going to Glow Zone? I mean, that's uh, they get to grow up with that in their life. So That's really cool. That's part of their story. Like my oldest daughter, for th- when she turned 13, we spent the night at Sky Zone. Really? Yeah. The entire night? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. They're not that comfortable. No? Not overnight, no. So it was just you guys sleeping on the trampolines? We had a couple of friends, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's like uh, almost like you can go sleep at some of the zoos around the nation yeah. and like sleep in the aquarium or whatever. We called it the ultimate sleepover. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> can I buy that package and have all my friends stay disguising? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so as you're raising your kids, as you're like coaching other people, um, if you had to pick not necessarily pick, but if you had to impart one thing that you really want to leave behind, um, not in a morbid way by any means. Legacy. 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 Would you say you're trying to build somewhat of a legacy or just kind of let the legacy happen? And what would that be? You know, like what is, what is it that you want to impart towards others beyond just be kind? Uh, 
I think just to, to be open to new adventures, like mm-hmm. say yes. Yes mm-hmm. is a lot more fun than no. Mm-hmm. So when we think about what are we going to do next, um, if you think in a, with a no mindset, nothing's gonna, good is going to happen. You know, we're in charge of our own destiny. So if I think abundantly, then great things are going to happen. Do you ever worry about failure if I'm saying yes? Like what's going to happen if I launch this thing and it tanks? I don't think I worry about failure. I know that sounds like, <laughs> that might sound weird, but it's not, it's not really an option, I guess. So, so you, it never even crosses your mind. It never, you never have a, a fear of failure or anything like that. Well, I guess, I mean, my failure to me would be that I would go get a job and work for somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that my life is filled with happiness and love. And so as long as that's there, the business stuff is just, you know, you could have a lot of money one day, you could have no money the next day, but do you have your family and your happiness? I mean, those are like, what's the definition of success and failure? I feel like that's up for debate for a lot of people, especially when you look on social media these days. Yeah. You know, I would agree with you. Like it's not worth making a million dollars and losing your family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could live in a small house as long as I had all my people and your dogs and my dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Got to shout out the dogs. Yeah. Um, so really it's just a, it almost sounds like you're saying you're trying to encourage people to yes, be kind, but also pursue a happy life regardless of the paycheck. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. Especially with younger kids. Um, I mean, let's talk about social media for a hot second. I hop on Instagram right now and I can see influencers galore, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a good, bad? I mean, they're doing their thing and finding happiness, but I mean, studies are showing it's starting to influence, pun intended, uh, and have negative effects on younger generations. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a thing. And how many likes did you get on that? Please go like and comment on my most recent post. That's happening. You know, if you post on Instagram, they're going to post on their Snapchat story, go like and comment because they want to see the likes. And well, that person gets 300 likes. And, um, and I think that's part of why Instagram is going to take away their likes. Mm-hmm. If they haven't already. I don't know. They have not. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, so it's, you know, working to keep building your, you know, your teenagers confidence and make sure, making sure that they have real relationships in person and not getting lost in, in their phones. So you don't, do you, I mean, you're on your phone quite a bit as a business owner. I am. <laughs> do you hate it? Sometimes. I'm yeah. like, all right, I am done. Yeah. Do you, do you guys in your family, do you have a no phones time? Like you said, no arguing on the way to school. <laughs> uh, we don't have necessarily like a designated time, but we will, we do engage with each other, whether it's n- not necessarily like, oh, did six o'clock, put your phone down. So... So would you say that's key to personal development is getting away from screens and talking to humans? Uh, yes. <laughs> that was a leading <laughs> question, Jim. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I do that. What do you think? Uh, I definitely This is really so. right, right? <laughs> it is right. No, for real. Uh, my wife and I, we, we won't do phones at dinner. Uh, yeah. That's our thing is hey, we're, we're recapping the day. We're talking to each other. We're talking to human beings, maybe the dog, mm-hmm. if the dog wants some food. Um, but we won't do phones and it's paid off like crazy in terms of deepening the relationship with each other. And so yeah. I'd love to see that with more people just in general, uh, not have their phones at meals and actually share meals together. Yeah. I'm, I have daughters who will, one daughter will chide the other daughter if they've got their phone out while we're sitting around and, you know, might even be like a casual lunch on a Saturday, but they've mm-hmm. got Netflix up or something. They're watching, they're mm-hmm. watching TV while they're just eating their lunch or something. They're like, turn that off. Blah, blah, blah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, so you've done the, you've done the sky zone thing. 
you've done the Amazon thing. You're mm-hmm. always doing the mom thing. Is yep. there anything other than school? Because you're also doing school. <laughs> Jeez, I need like a stinking laundry list of everything that you're mm-hmm. involved in. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, well, uh, I've have, I have a podcast idea that mm-hmm. I'm working on with some of my drivers. Yeah. So I need another day. I need an eighth day in the week to work on that. Um, so that's sort of in our brain. And, you know, I want to write a book, talk, do yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Lessons from the tramps. I don't know. Yeah. You want to give, <laughs> so it sounds like you want to give back a little bit. Uh, yeah. And so I'm working on with a couple of nonprofit boards here in Fort Wayne mm-hmm. and doing some stuff there. So uh, one of them is Bring It, Push It, Own It. And they really work on a program to help empower young women. So like 10 to 18 year olds on Saturdays, they've got a program. So. They also sponsored the Inter- International Women's Day Breakfast that's coming up in Fort really? Wayne. So, yeah. And how long have you been a part of that board? Uh, since the summer, I think. And what made you choose to be or get involved there? Uh, well, Sky Zone sponsored a table there, and then my girls have attended the program as well. Your girls that work for you at Sky Zone, or your actual my children? actual okay. daughters. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just think I think the purpose has a place. Really. So it's something that you want to see blossom then? I'd love to see it blossom, yep. So let's can you give them a little plug here? Like what are they about? What do they want to do? Uh, you know, they've got a program where they take uh, young women through um, exercise. So it starts, the core is exercise. So they're going to try a different mm-hmm. exercise, whether it's Zumba or water aerobics, um, weightlifting, kickboxing. They're going to do different, and then different programs. And they're also going to talk to them about peer pressure and... Mm-hmm. Um, self-image, abusive relationships, things that teen girls are dealing with and hopefully before they get to the spot where they're using them or they're, they're, they need to have that information. And then at the end of the course, which is maybe an eight or nine week class that they're in, they take them to an obstacle course. And so as a team, they work through you know, a big obstacle course, think like Tough Mudder or one of those, yeah. those kind of obstacle courses. And so um, they've, this program's been around for a couple of years. They're really working to expand it. They just launched a boys division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think signups are right now, and then um, she, working to get into even some like facilities where girls are um, like residential facilities as well. What do you mean residential facilities? Like maybe girls who are um, like in a stay, stay like a stay treatment where they're gotcha. you know getting help for some other issues. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's super cool. I like yeah. that a lot. And where can we find them? Uh, you can find them on page, on Facebook. Bring it, push it, own it. Bring it, push Bring. it, own it. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Bring it. Just listen. There just you go. Bring it, push it, own it. We'll uh, list that in the links there you go. down below. Um, so that's kind of on the horizon. Then is just continuing to help other people and yeah. find better ways to do that. Somehow create that eighth day. Yes, the eighth day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so then, as we close out here, because we're getting close on time. Uh, we touched on it multiple times, but I think it's worth repeating. Uh, as you continue to do business, as you continue to do, be a mom, um, what is your goal? What is your finish line? It doesn't even need to be a finish line, but what are you striving towards as the big picture? Uh, wow. I think that's hard because I like I do have goals, and then I still am like, here today. This is what I'm doing. Um, I don't know, watching my kids grow up and hold my grandbabies and... Um, you know, live a happy life and sit in the rocking chair on the porch someday and look at Mark and say, remember the time we opened a trampoline park? How crazy was that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but if there's a legacy where we can create where we're helping to make people better and better leaders and just better groups of people and teams, um, 
I think that would be a pretty good legacy to leave. That's super cool. I appreciate that. Thanks. I appreciate that. So we're getting close on time here. Um, so thank you, Carrie, for hanging out, chit-chatting for about an hour now. Wow. <laughs> time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you, if they want to contact you? Um, I'm probably not going to answer my cell phone, so. <laughs> no? Uh, I'm, I'm not good at answering my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those, like, if you want to get a hold of me, I'll, I'll text you. Yes, right? I'll text yeah. you. <laughs> I'm pro- awesome. I don't know. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and yeah. call SkyZone and they'll give me a message and I probably won't call back. Cool. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to call SkyZone. Call Jim. For Carrie. No. Call Jim. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I, I, it's like a catching a kangaroo on a trampoline sometimes. Oh, geez. That'd be a marketing ploy for you guys. Yeah. Get an actual <laughs> kangaroo and put it on a trampoline. We do have sky zones in Australia, so. We have, aren't there kangaroos at the zoo here? Well, yeah. <laughs> you do that. You can do a benefit hey, for Australia. Hey, guys. Can you bring your kangaroo over? <laughs> do it. Benefit Australia, right? There you go. Anyway, that's all the time that we got today. So thank you so much for being on. I You're appreciate welcome. it. Um, everybody please make sure you like subscribe go hit up sky zone uh go say hi to carrie she's one awesome individual she's doing a lot i don't know how she keeps her head together with all the busyness all the fullness of life life is full um but man she's awesome uh i would say follow her on social media but she won't get back to you (laughs) so she's really cool thank Uh, you so much carrie for being on all right you're welcome thanks for having me bye